Hi there. Uh, this is Cheryl Richardson. Welcome to my weekly Facebook Live. Glad to have you here on um, a cold day in Massachusetts. I know I always start with the weather because, um, I don't know, if there's something about starting with weather, sharing what the weather is like here, I guess feels like it kind of grounds the place, grounds me in terms of where I am and um, connects us in some way because that's one thing we all share is the weather and the beautiful moon, the full moon that's been rising and looking gorgeous. And um, we certainly can all relate to how we're influenced by the weather in our lives every single day, right? Today was a beautiful, beautiful sunny day and we're gonna get snow later on tonight. Um, let me say hi to some people. Hi, Terry, thanks for being here. And Teresa, welcome to you and Marianne and um, Mary, uh, Mary, Mary Carmen, pretty name, Mary Carmen and Julie from upstate New York. I wonder if you're gonna get snow, Julie. And hi, Janice and Beverly and Heather, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. I was gonna say hi, Heather from Britain, <laughs> but I see that's, that's just your last name, Heather Britain. Um, welcome, I'm glad you're here. And so I'm gonna talk for just a little bit, uh, right off the bat, I have something, a topic that I wanna to speak to you about, and then I'll take some of your questions uh, and offer some coaching if I can, some support for you. So you want to get your questions ready early. You want to just type them up so you can copy and paste them into the comment section. You may need to re, re, uh, repost them because sometimes I have a hard time reading uh, Facebook. Uh, you know, it scrolls. So, hey, Jennifer, welcome. Glad that you're here. Two Jennifers and uh, Joel, great to have you here. A, uh, a, um, a loyal, loyal fan and follower. Hi, Ev, you are as well, welcome. And Kathy, hi Kathy and Marilyn and Deborah and Alexandra. Um, thank you, it's wonderful to be here with you too. And Kate and Julie, welcome. Julie says it's snowing. Oh, in upstate New York, okay. Well, it's coming our way then. Keep it over there, Julie. <laughs> hi, Rosemary and Debbie and Kimberly and Amy and Bridget. Um, and Joanna and Jim, welcome to you. Hi, Jim. Glad to see you here. And Vanessa and Melissa, welcome. Um, uh, so anyway, oh, and Gail says it's 47 degrees in Sunland, California. Well, that would be spring right now for me. <laughs> Today, I think it was um, 18 degrees. It was really bitter cold. But you know, listen, my feet hit the floor and I'm here with you. So I'm grateful. Um, tonight I want to talk about a really important self-care topic, and that is food as medicine. And uh, the reason I want to talk about it is that um, yesterday, last night, I posted something on my Instagram account, which is under a uh, username Coach on Call. It's not under my name. I uh, posted something. I'm working on a segment for the Today Show, the NBC Today Show next week. I'm going down to New York, and we're talking about midlife. And uh, I asked people to tell me uh, what they loved about midlife, what they were frustrated by, and what they thought they might regret um, not having done before they died. And I wasn't surprised uh, that a lot of people talked about frustration with their health and their body and or chronic illness or pain or weight loss or the, uh, the inability to lose weight. Um, and in the last year in particular, I've really learned a lot. I mean, off and on over the last several years, but in the last year in particular, I've really learned a lot about the power of 
our food to affect everything. And uh, when I was reading through the post last night, and you know, I really I had a lot of empathy for people who struggle with feeling comfortable in their bodies or struggle with illness or struggle with chronic situations, chronic pain. And, um, and so I wanted to just share with you some of the things that I do to make sure that I eat better. Uh, I've, I think I've said it on Facebook before. I've been writing for many, many years. I mean, I've been keeping a journal since I was 12 years old. I've been writing for a long time. Whenever I bought my first laptop, I don't know how many years ago, I don't even know when they came out, 15, 20 years ago. Um, all of the typing that I did really contributed to arthritis in my fingers. And um, they used to be pretty painful, not debilitating so. I mean, a few times, sometimes here and there, but for the most part, they just felt really uncomfortable. They were painful, they were uncomfortable, and you know, a lot of it was reflective of uh, inflammation in my body. A lot of us have inflammation in our bodies. And so... I um, had food allergy testing done, food sensitivity testing. I tested, I think, 145 foods, learned that I was allergic to certain foods. Everybody's different. I was allergic to yeast. I was allergic to, um, you know, some of the things that I was eating pretty regularly, eggs. I was allergic to eggs. And um, so I began a very clean, clean, clean diet just to give my body a break. And Within a couple of weeks, I felt like, a, well, let me say this, within three or four days, it was very easy to eat incredibly clean, no wheat, no dairy, no flour, you know, pretty much protein and produce. And um, within a few days, it, it became easy. The first three days were hard. After that, it became easy. Within a week, I felt much better. Within two weeks, I felt like a different person. And I would say within a month, I could put rings on my finger, fingers over knuckles that I could never put rings on before because the inflammation went down. And it really showed me how powerful food is, how it really is medicine. And, um, and it's also loaded with a lot of stuff for people, and I know that. You know, I'm a big fan of Janine Roth's work. Her book, Women, Food, and God, I think is a very powerful, uh, powerful story about our issues, the, the, the way that we connect our emotions with food. And I, it's, it's such a valuable read. I think it's something that we all have to look at. And that doesn't mean that we can't do things to shift our diet even a little bit to, to, to kind of support the lowering of inflammation in the body and support us in feeling healthier and stronger and clearer and less bloated and more regular, which is so important, getting you know, eliminating the waste and toxins out of the body on a regular basis. So there's some very cool things that I've done. I think they're cool. <laughs> I don't know. You might not think they're cool, and maybe you do them already. But um, I've been experimenting because I'm pretty much um, at this point eating a plant-based diet. And um, all right, I'm going to try this again. I had to move. Um, for some reason, my internet's not working well. So let me know if you can see me. <laughs> Um, I'm like literally parked next to the router. So if this doesn't work, um, I don't know what will, but I'm going to wait. I see somebody's joining. There we go. Hi, Jenny. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. So yeah, let's see if we can get you all over, over back on with me. Oh, thank you, Becky. Hi. <laughs> 
Um, so I'm going to wait just a sec. Hey, Carrie, welcome. Glad to see you here, sweetheart. I'm going to wait just a second, and hopefully, hopefully this will work. Looks like it's working again. That's strange. I don't know. There may be something going on with the con internet connection in our um, our neck of the woods. So I'm literally sitting on the floor next to the router. <laughs> um, and I left, I had some notes, but I think I'll remember what I wanted to say. So, um, yeah, hopefully you're, I see you're all back here. Sorry about that, everybody. It's such a drag, right? Um, okay, so I was talking about food as medicine. And um, I wanted to just share with you some of the things I've been experimenting a lot with easy ways to eat healthy. And I thought I would share some of what I've done with you in case you might want to try it. As I was saying before, you know, we don't have to, you don't have to go from zero to 60. It's not like you have to radically change your diet overnight. But even if you do things like add more green into your diet or take one thing out, sugar is a big inflammatory food. It's not even a food. I mean, you know, it's a big inflammatory, um, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's just sugar is not really that good for you. And so, um, you know, if you can just begin to even reduce the amount of sugar that you're eating or reduce the amount of meat that you're eating, um, you know, you can look, you can go online and find a whole list of foods that are inflammatory and it just makes such a big difference. And the more you give the body, the more you give your sweet body really good food, the less it's going to crave the stuff that isn't as good for it. So here's some things I've been doing. I'm doing it right now. I did it just before I went online. I um, roast vegetables. So I take a big, uh, a big glass pan and I chop up Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes and carrots. And today I threw in some turnip and um, sometimes I'll put in cauliflower, sometimes broccoli. And I just take a whole pan, I put some coconut oil in it and I put thyme and rosemary and salt and pepper. And I stick it in the oven for, you know, maybe 30 to 45 minutes, depending on how, how you know, much I want it cooked. And, um, and so first of all, it's just a great meal. So I, I create the, you know, have the roasted vegetables, eat some when it's finished being, you know, when it's all cooked. Then I put it in the fridge. And believe it or not, sometimes what I'll do is I'll take the next day, I might take the roasted vegetables, put them in a food processor, grind them up into almost like a, um, like a porridge, if you will. And sometimes I'll mix that porridge with coconut, a little bit of coconut milk, a little bit of vegetable broth, I'll throw in some spinach. I'll put some spinach in the food processor, put it in a pan, and now it's sort of like a roasted vegetable soup. You can also put it in a Vitamix or some kind of a strong blender to just get it really, you know, blended up. You can save some of the chunky parts if you want some chunkiness in the soup. But you can use the roasted vegetables for that, which I think is terrific, and it tastes really good. Um, you might not use coconut milk. You might just use some kind of vegetable broth, or you could even mix with the roasted vegetables and vegetable broth, you could put in some almond butter and mix that up as well. You'd be amazed at how delicious it is. And then I always look to put raw spinach in whatever it is I have because it doesn't have that strong a flavor. And um, it just, it's a great way of getting green. So roasting vegetables, quick and easy, and you throw it in the oven and then you've got, you know, you've got lots of great veggies afterwards. 
The other thing I do um, that I just love is I take um, uh, spinach, arugula, baby kale. I put all of that in a food processor. I stuff it in. And then I process it, and I make myself a chopped salad. Takes like five minutes. Raw, put, you know, I mix greens, whatever you have for greens, you know, that are, that'll go together decently. Put it in the food processor, take it out, put it in a bowl, and then I just drizzle flax oil on it. Or sometimes in a little cup, I'll put flax oil, honey, salt and pepper, and lemon juice. Mix it up, it's delicious. Pour it over the greens, and um, you've got a great salad. I don't know, there's something about having the, um, the chopped greens that I, I like it so much better than, you know, when they're bigger leafy pieces. It just, it tastes better. Sometimes I'll even put walnuts in the food processor, chop them all up and put them in the salad. I'll also put the walnuts in the roasted vegetables that I mentioned. The food processor is becoming my new best friend. Um, the other thing I do is... I, oh, sometimes I'll take pistachio nuts and chop those up or leave them whole and put them in the salad. The other thing I do is, um, and I got this idea, I have to say, from Shark Tank. One, one time I was watching Shark Tank and a woman had a food product made out of oatmeal. I make steel-cut oats, steel-cut oatmeal, and um, I cook it, cook a big pot of it ahead of time one cup of steel cut oats to four cups of water. That's all I do. I cook it ahead of time and I'll take, I'll put a big, you know, bowl of steel cut oats in the fridge because you can have them the next day. You can have them several days, it keeps. And here's the cool thing about steel cut oatmeal. You can do the traditional thing. Sometimes I'll mix it with blackberries or blueberries or banana. Um, I've got local honey, fall honey that's loaded with antioxidants, so I use that. Um, I mean, it's antibacterial, and sometimes I'll put a little bit of honey in with the oatmeal, always put some nuts in, and I also sometimes mix seaweed in with it. Believe it or not, um, there's certain kinds of seaweed you can get in flake form that, that taste just fine. Um, but here's the thing about the steel-cut oats, and this is the idea I got from Shark Tank. You can also take steel-cut oats and mix them with spinach that you've ground in the uh, food processor. You can have savory oats where sometimes I'll mix spinach, I'll mix kale chopped up in the processor, mix it in with the steel-cut oats, and put some salt and pepper or um, some different kinds of herbs and spices. And the steel-cut oats just, you know, first of all, steel-cut oats, you've got to cook them. It takes about... 35 to 40 minutes. That's why I cook a big pot ahead of time. But you can mix them with greens. You can mix them with... So here I am again. So here's the deal. You know what's happening? We have a storm coming in and it's really windy out. I can hear the wind. So there may be something going on with um, with our uh, Comcast. I mean, with our you know internet. So I'm going to probably keep this short. Um, but anyway, the point is steel cutouts are really good for you. And you can mix steel cut oats with vegetables. A lot of people don't know that. It actually tastes really good. And you can use different herbs and spices, and it makes a big difference. So um, greens, adding greens, um, oatmeal, really great for the body, great for lowering cholesterol. Um, I also make pesto with different kinds of greens. I'll put arugula, spinach. I happen to be allergic to basil right, or, or sensitive to basil right now, so I don't do that. So I'll mix spinach, arugula, sometimes kale all together and make 
a really beautiful pesto. A lot of times I'll use flax oil instead of olive oil, and that's a great way to get flax seeds or you know flax into your body. It's also really good anti-inflammatory. Um, and I'll, you know, I can use that. You can put that on roasted vegetables. You can put that on, um, I use almond flour pasta sometimes. It's delicious. So anyway, yeah, three times the charm, Heather. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to give you a few ideas of things that you could do to add more nutrition into your life in quick and easy ways. It's such a powerful form of self-care to feed ourselves well. When you lower inflammation in the body, your aches and pains start to go away. You start to lose weight. You start to lose bloating. Your body, you know, the, the foods that I mentioned tonight will make you really regular. And, you know, as Chris Carr always says, pooping is an important topic. And I think it is. Eliminating, flushing out, of, out the toxins and the debris in the body is so important. So um, I would say, you know, I always like to look for the things we can do that will have multiple positive effects. And eating well is one of them, moving your body is another, resting, getting good sleep. Those three things are just, they will make your mood, you know, they'll elevate your mood, they'll make you, make you feel confident and strong, they'll give you more energy. I mean, it's just a really, really powerful way of taking good care of yourself. And that's, um, you know, that's what we're all about here. We're all about taking care of ourselves. I love this background. <laughs> My plant, by the way, this is um, a lemon-scented um, geranium that I keep on my deck, and then mm, I bring it in in the winter, and I get to smell lemon, and um, I'm sitting in between a chair and a plant. <laughs> but it's kind, of, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Oh, and look, I keep a, an hourglass in my office to remind me that our time is precious and limited. There's a little gray cat up there, a little gray stuffed cat that I got a long time ago that makes me think of my, my sweet poopy who I miss, still miss terribly. Anyway, all right, let's see if I can answer a few questions for you. So if you have some, um, uh, you know, uh, so Andrea says, this is great. Hi, Cheryl. While on bed rest, I made friends with foods that are healthy for my body and lost 50 pounds. On bed rest, people. Um, it helped me make the mind-body-spirit connection. I'm getting better at stopping myself from eating foods that do not make me feel good. Um, I'm glad you're feeling better, Andrea. And that's the other thing about eating well. Uh, when you start to lower how much you eat and you start to eat well, you actually are fine with eating less. You just don't crave the stuff that you used to crave. So um, let's see. Let's see. Okay, so any questions that you have? Um, uh, I want to tell anyone on a budget, Aldi has organic flax seeds and chia seeds. I imagine you can get them online. I use them in my smoothies, Julie says. I get some really good good food online, far more, far cheaper than in stores. Um, so Beth, uh, Beth Ann, sorry, Beth Ann says, I'm struggling with an emotional vampire in my life. I've set some major limits, but she's starting to sense that I'm pulling away. Do you have any advice on how to tell her that I'm focusing on self-care? Um, so Beth Ann, Beth Ann, what I would say to you is, it's, I know it's tricky, and it's scary when somebody's a real vampire in that way. Sometimes you just need to have a straight conversation, which is, I, out of respect for our relationship, I want to be honest with you, and I'm not feeling the vibe between us. I'm feeling like 
we're moving in two different directions. And rather than avoid you, I just wanted to be honest with you and let you know that I feel, I feel like our friendship needs to end. That is an option. If somebody doesn't have good boundaries and they continuously break yours, sometimes you have to do that. Otherwise, um, you know, you can say, I'm focusing on my self-care and I'm just not going to be as available as I was before. We may only see each other once a month and or once a week or however you want to do that. And um, it's not about you. It's about me. And I just want to be honest with you and let you know that. And then depending on how they respond, Bethann, um, if they get, I mean, listen, nobody wants to be rejected. You know, it's hard to, to, to be, to have somebody sort of end a relationship with us or move away in some way. Um, I guess I would say that if you know this friendship isn't right, then don't string her along. Just be honest with her and let her know. I'm assuming it's a woman. Oh yeah, it is a woman. Um, and make sure you have somebody to support you both before and after you have that conversation because it's a hard one. If you're not, sometimes if we're, if we're not clear with people, we send a mixed message, then it's our fault that they don't respect our boundaries more so than it's their fault. So I hope that's helpful to you. Um, uh, hi, Cheryl, what's your take on the medical medium? I have the first book and I'm thinking of buying Liver Rescue. Um, I don't, I, I know who he is, but I, I don't, I'm not familiar with his work at all. So I can't really comment on it. Um, Lori says, I needed to hear this time to try a few things in the kitchen. Yes. Easy. Turmeric supplements. Absolutely. You know, I haven't started cooking or using turmeric yet. I need to figure out how to do that in a way that tastes all right. I do make, um, golden milk sometime. I have a friend who's a naturopath who used to make me golden milk that has turmeric, uh, turmeric in it. I need to, um, that's, that's the only way I've done it right now. Best thing to eat when craving sugar or chocolate. Actually, um, I would do the tapping to get the tapping technique app. Um, the tapping solution tapping does fantastic with sugar and chocolate cravings. I've watched my husband, Michael, during our retreats do tapping with somebody with a piece of chocolate cake right under their nose that they were dying to bite into. And when they're done tapping, they have no interest in it whatsoever. It's pretty amazing. Michael and I are going to do some tapping um, in our uh, retreat in October. Um, Teresa, I also use organic chia and flax seeds and smoothies. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. How to stay on track with eating better. You know, I like what they say in AA, one day at a time, Jenny. Don't worry about whether or not you're going to stay on track. You know, my husband, Michael, who's a fitness expert, said to me years ago, you will fall off the wagon. You will stop exercising. You will start eating crap again. And the focus is on just getting back on track. Don't focus on whether you're going to get off track or how you used to get off track. For me, any time I start eating poorly, I just say to myself, Cheryl, get back on track. And get back on track sooner rather than later. The longer you wait, the, um, the harder it is. Jennifer, with food or tea, um, I don't know what you're talking about, but I do want to say this about tea. I have a whole drawer full of multiple different kinds of teas, and I find that they really, really help with um, eating well. A lot of times when I'm craving a snack, I'll just make myself a cup of tea. I love um, turmeric tea. There is, I actually have some of that. Rooibos tea I love. Um, green tea, uh, licorice peppermint tea, rose tulsi. I mean, I just have a whole, everybody who comes to my home says, 
you're a teak fanatic. I say, yes, I am. <laughs> Proud of it. <laughs> Let's see. Um, uh, Let's see here. Um, oh, thanks, Teresa. I'm just looking through your... Hi, Valerie. Hola from Mexico. Buenos dias. Buenos noches. Um, yeah, I love, I love Chris Carr. And, you know, I use her books in terms of cooking. She's got some of the best recipe books. I'd really encourage you, you all to pick up some of her books. Um, so let's see. I'm just going to... I'm going to finish up pretty quickly here. Um, yeah, Jennifer says, I feel the cold coming on. Anything I can do to nip it in the bud. I always do lots of vitamin C. I learned this from Chris Northrup. I'll do four or 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C three or four times a day, two or three times a day, really. Um, elderberry, oregano oil, really, really powerful, powerful um, supplement. Uh, so I'll do things like that. And, um, and I'm a big fan of Chinese medicine. I, I have a, we have wonderful acupuncturists that we see um, and Chinese medicine docs. And there's something called nasal tabs. That the minute I feel a cold coming on, I take um, nasal tabs. And I, I'm telling you, it's the only thing I've ever taken where I feel a cold coming on, I take it, and I don't get the cold. It's amazing. So I'm a huge fan of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. But you need... Um, you need to have uh, you need to have a really good Chinese medicine doc, you know, be able to read you to let you know what you need. Lori says, "Do you drink wine or any other alcoholic beverage?" Sometimes, when I went through the allergy testing and I eliminated a bunch of foods, I eliminated wine. I primarily drank wine. I eliminated that, and um, I lost my my what do you, you know my desire for it. So. Every now and then I'll have a glass of wine. I might have a martini when we go out. I like one martini. And, um, but I, I find that after doing the sort of cleanse thing that I did, I don't have as much interest in alcohol. That could change. <laughs> you never know. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm surprised at how my taste buds changed. And I just, um, I used to love different kinds of wine, and it's just not a thing for me. It might change, but not not right now. So, hey, Becky, thank you so much for um, a turmeric link, a recipe. I really appreciate that. Thank you. That's great. Um, okay. So Melissa says, how do you deal with feelings of rejection? I hate being rejected. Don't you? It just sucks. You know, somebody said to me a long time ago, every rejection is God's protection. And at this point in my life, I've been on the planet a long time, I actually really believe that to be true. So sometimes what I do, Melissa, is I go back in my mind and I look at the times when I felt rejected or I was rejected. And I have very significant stories of when I was rejected and it ended up being a blessing. It was in my best interest. As a matter of fact, I believe in the unmistakable touch of grace, I have a story or two about that very thing. So you might want to check that out. Um, you know, we, I think when I'm dealing with rejection, it's a reminder for me to hold myself, to love myself. So a lot of times I will say to myself, sweetheart, I am here with you. You are whole and complete on your own, by yourself, you know, you are the most important relationship you're going to have for the rest of your life. I'm here with you. 
I'm not going to reject you. That person might have rejected you, but I won't. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to give you what you need. I'm going to listen to you as you tell me what it is you need. I'm going to ask you every day, what do you need? What do you need to feel better? And I find, Melissa, that as I do that, my, the angst of rejection um, goes away pretty quickly. The, the, the period of time when I get rejected and then feel uncomfortable gets shorter and shorter and shorter. So um, I would really encourage you to uh, talk to yourself. <laughs> I know it might sound crazy, but it's actually a really good thing. I love you, Melissa, you say. I love you, sweetheart. I'm not going to reject you. I'm so sorry that happened to you. But you know what? I got your back. And we're, we're going to get through this. And in the end, we're going to actually realize that this was a blessing in disguise. So um, there you have it. There you have it. When you become overwhelmed, Cheryl, what's the first thing you do, Teresa wants to know, when around others? So those are two questions. Um, if I'm around others and I'm overwhelmed, I excuse myself and I go to the bathroom. Or if I can't, I breathe deep, slowly in through my nose, down into my belly, hold it a little bit, and then breathe out. The minute you start breathing, in for a count of four, slowly, hold for a count of four, out through the nose, slowly for a count of four. Your brain starts making alpha waves. Your body starts to just calm down. Whether you want it to or not, it will happen. Sometimes, Teresa, I use the collarbone spot. I've been in meetings where I felt overstimulated or pissed off, and I'll just tap right here, or, or I'll even just rub right here. Nobody knows what I'm doing. And I'll just say to myself, even though I feel overstimulated, I choose to feel peaceful and calm. Even though I feel overwhelmed, I choose to feel peaceful and calm. Even though I feel pissed off right now, I choose to feel peaceful and calm. And I'm just rubbing either part of just below the collarbone, either spot there. I know, I don't know if you all can see that, but just like that, right? And that really helps me, Teresa. If I'm alone, one of the first things I'll do when I'm overwhelmed is I will shut off my phone put on an alarm for 10 minutes. You have heard me say this before. I say this to all of you. Set my alarm for 10 minutes. Sit someplace comfortable. David G says, like, feather your nest. I get into a really comfortable spot. And then I just sit there and um, quietly, I close my eyes and I just imagine, I imagine pulling my energy in, 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 all the way deep inside of me, bringing my energy down into like a little, little, almost like a flicker of a flame is what I imagine. And then I just sit there and I, my breathing even gets very, very slow and shallow. And um, I mean, not shallow, just um, very, very, you know, slow and peaceful. And I'm telling you, Teresa, after 10 minutes, when that alarm goes off and the alarm is a beautiful sounding, quiet alarm, when that alarm goes off, I am not the same person that I was. Because remember, people, when you feel overwhelmed, your mind's going to tell you to make a list, get into action, get things done. But that doesn't work. You're not in a resourceful state. When you're overwhelmed, you want to get quiet. 10 minutes is all it takes to synchronize both hemispheres of the brain to calm, to lower cortisol levels in the body, to relax the fight or flight system so that blood can get to the brain instead of, you know, just rushing to your extremities so you can run or protect yourself. 10 minutes is all it takes to get into a centered, resourceful place. And then you can make better decisions about, um, better decisions about what's next, you know, what you want to do next. So I hope that's helpful for you, Teresa. Um, 
let's see. Oh yeah, avocado. Heather, thank you. I put um, I put avocado in smoothies. Smoothies. I love them. Frozen banana. Always have frozen bananas in the freezer. Loaded up with spinach. Almond milk. I make myself. Almonds in the fridge, soaked overnight. As long as they soak for four hours, they're okay. And then um, blend them, strain them through cheesecloth or through a you know a, a nut bag. And um, I make my own almond milk that goes in the smoothie. Um, I put I usually put something like vitamineral greens, some really good greens in there along with the spinach, um, the banana, and um, and yeah, I'm gonna put some turmeric in there too. Oh, and then I put half an avocado in. It makes it nice and creamy and smooth and it's just delicious. Anyway, all right, people, you know what? I have to run. I have, I have a friend coming tonight. I'm roasting vegetables and we're actually, we work together. We both respond to all of our emails on Wednesday. My friend Beth and I, we get together every Wednesday and get all of our emails done so that we don't have to worry about it during the week. I will be in New York next week, so there won't be a Facebook Live. I'll be on the Today Show on Thursday, the 10 o'clock hour. We'll be talking about midlife. So excited to do that. So stay tuned. I'll post something here on Facebook. Um, on this particular live, we'll post any of the resources that I mentioned tonight. And um, thank you for hanging in there with me as my internet shut down. I'll leave those other lives on so that you can start with the first one and then work your way through. Um, but thank you for being here with me. I'm always so grateful that you show up and that you post and you speak with me. I'm sorry that um, sorry that I can't get to all your questions, but I'll be back with you again in two weeks. Make sure that you're subscribed to my newsletter at CherylRichardson.com, and then you'll know when I'll be back, okay? All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a great night and or a great day. <laughs> Bye.